Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Oh, jury, meet the jury. He's a guy who does a podcast. Yeah. Hi, everybody. It's me, Justin Robert Young, uh, back with another Jury Daily podcast. I got the news you can use. Whoo, busy day. A busy, 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 busy day. I, uh, you know, Tuesdays is always jam packed. I'm going to give you all my. Give you all my schedule. Sometimes I feel like I've done a really, really good job over the last few weeks of trying to make this show a lot more informative. I'm, I'm trying to find stories that I can relate to, tell stories about it, maybe even get a little introspective up here at the top. But every once in a while, look, it's a show I named myself or <laughs> it's a show that I named after myself. So I'm going to be a little self-indulgent. So I, here's a new segment I would like to call my schedule. Tuesday up 5.50 a.m. Go make coffee, cook two eggs, eat them. 7 a.m., uh, I go to the gym till 8. 8, come back, wash up, uh, get ready for the day, and uh, do the morning stream, which is usually at 9.15. Then by the time I get done with that, I'm ready to stream. So I stream today from 10 to 11-something. Then I got some lunch. Uh, and then I did an interview for PX3, and then I recorded the Andrew Heaton podcast with An- with uh, Brian. Jesus, too many Brians and Andrews. I know too many Brians and Andrews, I'm telling you. And then I was done with that. But now I got to do this, and then I got to write the newsletter, and then I got to do Night Attack. It's going to be a jam-packed day of content. Oh, wait, no, 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 I forgot one more thing that I did. I've I've reopened the dormant YouTube channel. So I used to record this live on Twitch and then I would post those videos on YouTube. And, you know, look, it had an audience. It had an audience enough that there were people that uh, have yelled at me for not doing it. Chief among them, my mother. My mother's like, I'm not getting the notifications Fix the fact that I'm not getting your notifications. And I go, oh, okay, well, what are you using? And she's like, I don't know. It's how I, I I consume your content. And I'm like, okay, well, how about you come over here? I'll fix your thing. And she's like, no, it's not a podcast. It's a YouTube. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not doing it. She's like, why? Just kidding. She didn't say that. But she was uh, curious as to why I, was st- I stopped doing it. And a lot, of it, a lot of it was because I wanted to spend a little bit more time working on this craft. I wanted to spend a little more time being able to go back and, and make it fine. I've talked about this before. I don't need to go over it again. This is all to say. 
that I posted my first video on YouTube since I stopped just posting the live recordings. And I liked it. I liked it. Uh, uh, what, what I think I might do going forward, because uh, one of the things that I I knew I wanted to do was just get back and on, on some level of elementary video editing. And I didn't realize that there, as part of the Adobe Creative Suite, you can get something called like Premiere Rush. And it is like a stripped down, super dirt dumb, easy uh, editing software. So I got it and I used it. You know, I have this memory. You ever have these like kind of prehistoric memories, not memories of you as a dinosaur or some shit, but like pre you actually remembering things memories. Like they're not even full memories. They're just kind of feelings, right? I remember, now that I think about it, wow, this is going to get a little deep. This might be my fondest memory I have with my father. <laughs> it's one that, I, one that I, I, I don't even remember the time or context. In fact, in my head, it's kind of infinite because it's something that stuck with me forever. And now that I really talk about it, it does kind of seem a little elemental. Effectively, the memory I have in my head is trying to do something and then being very frustrated. Just like trying what I in my head think is every possible combination to make this thing happen. Whatever it is. I don't even remember what it is, right? The, 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 the task is immaterial. The frustration is the point. And then my father shows me how to do it. Or actually, no. He does not show me how to do it. He just looks at me and then maybe offers a hint but he makes me be the one to do it. That's it. Because I just want him to fix it for me. He does not want to fix it for me. He wants to look at me and force me to do it. And I'm upset with this decision. I have appealed to the higher power for help. And my claim has been denied. But then after the 50th try, and maybe a few hints, I feel like this memory, this infinite prehistoric memory, has room that I might have been given a hint. I do it. Whatever the task is, I do it. I complete it. And my reaction is to start laughing. Which is why, I guess now that I talk about it, it kind of makes me feel like it is like a baby memory because that seems like a very baby thing. I've seen babies enough. Or not babies, toddlers. You know, young kids that, you know, are no longer, you know, it's before they're like minting kind of like, oh, I remember a bunch of stuff, right? But I just started laughing. And I feel like that's been a common thread throughout my life. I, I get very frustrated with things and I, I'm very good at explaining the mythology in my head of why this won't happen, right? What are the, what are the obstacles? Oh my God, can I tell you a story about how this obstacle is insurmountable because I sing these songs to myself in my head. And so for a while, I've been like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I would use for a video editing thing. I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, shit. You know, if I literally just, whenever I got on a roll live on Twitch, I have this 
Wirecast camera now that has a clean uh, shot of me. I can just hit record, kind of reset, go back on my rant, and then that'll be my raw footage. I can go afterward and just edit that down to like, you know, two and a half minutes. And then it's fairly easy just to add kind of like B-roll. I'm literally like two motion graphics away from it looking like legit. And all I had to do was take one step forward. All I had to do was figure out that the task I had made impossible in my head was indeed eminently solvable. And lo, good friends, before I hit export, I started laughing. Man, I don't really got a fun story here. This is a this is the opposite of a fun story. Holy smokes. There was a I did not know this. This is a phenomenon that I was unfamiliar with. I have to say that I am wholly unqualified to give you an expert opinion on the following story. And allow me to ask y'all if you're in the same camp that I am. Were you aware? That there are commercial airline stowaways? Did you know that? Did you know that there are people who just try to latch onto the outside of planes? By the way, that's another factor to it. Uh, when I think stowaway, I think like, oh, okay, well, um, maybe they sneak aboard, right? They're like a cargo loader who's like, okay, well, I'm just going to sneak on into this plane right here and then by the time that they land I'll just try to sneak on off I think it'd be something like that but no there was a dude who met his untimely end because he tried to stow away on a Kenya Airways flight and he met his grisly end in the city of London after his body hit the concrete walkway falling from the airline. Oh my God. This is a CNN article. Body was traced to the undercarriage of Kenya Airways flight KQ100 that left from Nairobi's Jomo Kenyatta Airport. Kenya Airways said in a statement Tuesday that it was investigating the incident. Well, that's an open and shut case, Johnson. The dude tried to stow away on a landing gear and then fell to his death. Well, actually, that might not be correct. We're, we're going to get to that point. One neighbor described hearing a whomp as the body hit the ground. The UK's Press Association news agency reported he had all of his clothes on. I took a closer look and saw that there was blood all over the walls of the garden. Officials are working to establish his identity and a post-mortem examination will be carried out in due course. I'm looking right now, they they just published, I mean, like, it looks almost cartoonish because there's not a ton of blood there. It doesn't look as grisly as it might have, but there's an astroturf garden that is caved in along with this uh, sidewalk. Oh, I guess they ripped up the sidewalk that was stained in blood. Because it, it really is just a hole. But, oh, my God, no, it looks like some Wiley e. Coyote stuff. 
A bag, water, and some food were discovered in the landing gear compartment once the plane touched down at Heathrow Airport. Oh, so I guess maybe, oh, you want to know what he did? He got up on, he climbed up the landing gear, got in the plane, and then fell out of the landing gear compartment after the landing gear came down, which is why he didn't fall out, you know, before uh, before getting to London. Now, one of our hardcores, one of our best uh, listeners here, Big Jim, who does logistics for a living, said that apparently stowaways are not totally uncommon, but it is insanely dangerous considering that at flying altitude, there's very little oxygen and it is insanely cold. And that's why I need to... uh, you know, apologize here. I misspoke earlier. I offered the following corrections. He did not die when he fell from that airplane, crushing the suburban walkway. Apparently, while one of the neighbors was suntanning. Oh, my God. I would never want to see the sun again in my life if somebody fell out of an airplane and landed right next to me while I was suntanning. No, he was likely dead before he fell. The neighbor who found the body said he was intact because his body was an ice block. Oh! This is uh, not uncommon, I guess, for London in 2015. A stowaway on a British Airways plane from Johannesburg fell on a roof during the jet's approach to Heathrow, and a second man who was hiding in the undercarriage of the plane was hospitalized with injuries. Kind of makes you wonder how many people successfully stow away in airplanes each year. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) There is a Wikipedia of wheel-well stowaway flights. And I'm telling you, It is, they have like whether or not they survived or not. Man, you are looking at like a one in eight chance of surviving. You are looking at a one in eight chance of surviving one of these things based on this unscientific Wikipedia. But holy crap, have they really, really, I mean, like it was a sleepy time for the practice through the 60s, uh, 70s, and 80s, and 90s. But boy, howdy, did business pick up in the 2000s. That is uh, uh, the vast majority of these. Holy crap. Like, that is at the level of, like, you know, when growing up in South Florida, you'd always have the, uh, you'd always have the, the folks from Cuba coming in on flotillas and stuff like that. Like, that is basically taking your life in your hands. You know, that's like a one in four chance of dying, I'd guess. This is a one in eight chance. It's like like twice. Although it's definitely going to go a lot faster. I have no way to end this segment. How about we awkwardly transition to emails? Email. 
email account and you can uh, interact with it by using your email account. Just go ahead and send us a message to jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. Matthew writes, I've always thought that Joe Walsh of the Eagles would be a great person to be friends with. He seems like a fun-loving, laid-back guy. We could hang, we could geek out over ham radio, uh, maybe just jam a little bit, and these days get into the right amount of hijinks. See, now that's something I like. If you're a musician, hang picking someone to hang out with, the, like another musician, that I feel like that has a higher, um, a higher rate of success for these reasons. Number one, you always know you're just going to be able to play music with each other, and number two, I don't know how other musicians look at other musicians, but I've met a bunch of musicians that are weird as hell, and that just seems to be accepted. So your 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 tolerance for weirdos is probably sky high. And Scale writes, I suspect a great deal of the reaction to the AI modifying app is that it requires zero sh uh, shopping skills or artistic talent at all. At the end of the day, regardless of how you view the content or the people uh, who make the old school Photoshop celebrity nudes, it is a form of artistic expression. The AI nudifying app is not. It's pretty much the moral equivalent of those tacky photographs that take pictures of young female celebrity, uh, celebrities exiting cars at events hoping to get a shot of gasp, some panties, or Superman using his x-ray vision to perv through walls at ladies in the bathroom. In fact, that's probably a better analogy. Or maybe those x-ray specs advertised in 50s era comic books were real and skeevy weirdos were using them on the subway. My biggest surprise is with the expression of availability of online pornography, this crap is still popular. Y'all motherfuckers can go watch real porn. Real people for free. It's bananas, I tell you. I I I agree. I agree. And I agree with the idea that it is X-ray specs is probably, you know, the, the moral equivalency there is probably sound because they're looked down upon, right? But I can understand wanting to see your friend naked. I mean, like, I would not do it for sake of privacy, but, you know, I've been curious about what some of my friends look like naked. I haven't anybody else. Is that just me? Am I wrong for that? Is that a wrong thing? I don't know. Maybe. All right. That about wraps it up for us today. You can go ahead and email the show jurydaily at gmail.com. It is at this moment that I want to go ahead and shout out everybody who makes this show possible. The folks who head on over to payjurydaily.com. People like Bill, Dustin, Robert H., Brian C., M., Trey, the Melodic Man, Adam, Middle Age, Mike, and Harry Lee Smith. Twitter and Instagram, of course, is Justin R. Young, and you can join our Discord, bit.ly slash jury Discord. Big shout out to the folks who made our uh, stories possible. Open by you with the uh, falling out of the plane story. He's our jury stories hero today. Until next time, please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more importantly, please. Dumb. Dumb.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>